Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hey everyone, Friday here at the podcast. I'm here, Ed McGrogan, with Steve Tigner, and we're going to look at this weekend's semifinals at the Shanghai Masters. The quarterfinals wrapped up today, ended with a, a surprising 6-1, 6-1 thumping of Federer beating Robin Sotoing, but the matches before, uh, they sent Novak Djokovic through, he'll play Federer, and then Andy Murray won early in the morning today, and he'll face Juan Monaco, the surprise the surprise entrant who's still remaining in this tournament. Uh, Monaco, uh, he played Jurgen Melzer. And Melzer, when you, you know, after a win over Nadal like Melzer had, it's a it's a match where you were fans of his, or I shouldn't say fans of his, it's kind of a kind of a misnomer, I guess. But but you wouldn't think that he would slip up on a match. You think that if you can beat Nadal, you can kind of beat anyone. But it was... When I was watching it, I was just thinking about it. it's the same case. Melzer wasn't expected to be there, and neither was Monaco, really. And um, and Monaco ended up taking this one. It was a pretty good match, three sets. And uh, even though it ended quickly, it was pretty competitive. Um, you watched that one a little bit. What did you think of um, just both guys in general? Well, Melzer seemed a little bit um, he seemed a little bit frustrated, maybe a little extra frustrated. Maybe he. Maybe he expected a little more out of himself. Monaco was loose when I when I was watching the second and third sets, especially at the end of the second set. He was he got up five three and then he he choked blatantly choked at five four back to five all, but it didn't seem to phase him at all. He he was right back right back at it. He broke and then he held. Uh, I was impressed with his. I guess I haven't seen him play for a little while. I was impressed with his all court game. He'll never be a guy who will who can kind of dictate or blow you off the court with his forehand a la Nadal, but he had a lot more going on in general with his serve and his and his ability to move forward than than I've seen from him in the past. He also just seemed to be, you know, really relaxed out there and 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 feeling, you know, more confident than than I've seen from him in the past. So so it's a great a great result for him and 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 um it's you know it's nice to see a guy like that come through come through the semis of a masters. Yeah, you mentioned a guy who can't dictate with his forehand. That sounds a little bit like the guy he's going to play, Andy Murray, in a, in a little bit of ways. He's uh, someone who we haven't uh, kind of mentioned too much since he won up in Toronto, where he uh, he had a really incredible term up there. You were at the tournament, and uh, he ends up making the semis here. Um, his U.S. Open, he went down to Vavrinka. And is that that's correct, right? Very good. Yep. And uh, and so he's kind of the uh, another sort of overall guy. Whoever makes the final on this section draw, even if it's Murray, who's the fourth seed, it's kind of a little bit of a, a little bit of a surprise, and they're going to end up taking on the winner of Federer Djokovic. So uh, for Murray, um, I guess from what you saw from Monaco today, what would Murray have to do? Is he going to have? Can he go and play the sort of game that we've traditionally seen from him? Where it's a counterpunching style that can that can take a down, or does he have to kind of ramp it up like he's had to do with the biggest guys? It's hard to say. Monaco has had some success against Murray on hard courts in the past. Um, slow hard courts like this, uh, I would I don't Murray. You can we always talk about what Murray should do and whether he should attack more, but he never really does. It's just not just not his style. He doesn't he just doesn't have that. He doesn't have that game, and and kind of like you said, like Monaco, he doesn't have that forehand that, that easily allows him to to take over a point so i would say he could he is 
he'll play his game. I mean, he's very surprising season for his second half of the season for him. He, you know, he comes into the open looking like he has a good shot to win the open. He, you know, he wins in Toronto. Feels seems like he beats Nadal and Federer there. It seems like he's playing more freely without a coach. Then goes down badly at the open, plays very poorly coming into this tournament, and suddenly he's back in the semi. So it's really hard to figure what what's going on with him. And he won easily over Angus today too. Um, but he knows, you know, he knows he can win these Masters events. I don't know what psychologically that 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 is about that for for Murray. So I would expect him now that he's back on an upswing to come through. We'll see. I I would also expect that to be a good match, though. Yeah, the other side is uh, Federer and Djokovic, and and this is a uh, you know we talk about the Federer and Nadal rivalry all the time, and. Of, of late, we're seeing a lot more matches between Federer and Djokovic and Nadal and Djokovic. It, it's kind of those rivalries that have really sort of grown a little more over, over the past few months. And I, and the good thing about that is that Djokovic seems like he's not just getting there and um, and kind of just taking his place there. Djokovic has obviously improved over the last few months we've seen. And uh, all the more impressive with his performance, he hasn't dropped a set this week. He came in off playing a tournament on Monday. Uh, Monday final in Beijing, and it doesn't seem like that's going to affect him at all, really, for this match. Even though he's play, he's really only had one day off on the Tuesday, and uh, for Federer, it's uh, coming off of a you know an, an easy win today over Soderling, and it's the first match they'll play since the U.S. Open semi. Um, if you if you remember back to that match, I, it was it was really you know obviously it came down to match points. Federer couldn't convert it. Is there any 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 signs of what what made that match go the way it did that could that you could see being a you know a big part of of this match tomorrow? It's funny we talk about rivalries with Federer, Federer and his rivals. They they sort of become rivalries when people beat Federer, and then they stop being rivalries when Federer beats starts beating the other person. Djokovic now it's a rivalry again. Djokovic won at the Open, but Soderling now that rivalry seems to be dead because Federer beat him so badly today that. The um, the exception to that, of course, is the Nadal rivalry. That one is always and for real. But um, Djokovic and Federer, I thought in that match at the Open, obviously Federer didn't serve well, but I thought the real key to that match, Djokovic's play. He played he played well. He returned well. He he played defense well. He stuck with Federer the whole way. I think he should have won the match, even though he ended up winning it. He, I think he sh- he deserved to win the match even even earlier than that. Um, he lost a couple close sets, but he won. He won two sets easily, and he's just been—he's been on fire since then. I, maybe it's the cool weather. He's—he doesn't have to deal with that—that spring-summer allergy problem he seems to have. Um, so I, I think this is a total toss-up. Both of these guys are coming and playing about as well as they—about as well as they can play. Good. All right, we'll check that out uh, early next week when we all return to the office. We'll be back after the final, but over the weekend you can check out. The Racket Reaction blog will have some updates throughout the weekend uh, of the semis and the finals and, and from Pete Bodo, Steve Tigner, and myself, whoever's, whoever's on the match. And uh, you can just check out the website of the weekendtennis.com for any further updates. Uh, thanks for listening. Steve Tigner at Edinburgh You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.